Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by The Confidence Stitch. Go to SewHere.com slash confident and use code SewHere15, that's SewHere15, to get 15% off all denims and jeans patterns during the month of March 2019. Thanks, Confidence Stitch. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And, and I believe we're in rare form today. <laughs> Once again. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny. I think that today is a, well, I don't know, a, maybe every day is sort of an embodiment of this podcast. But today we're going to talk about chronic illness and sewing. And we tried to record this once before. And it was sort of like hard to figure out like how much of Zidi's story to include and so ZD like told her entire so she told me to elaborate <laughs> and then I did and then she told me I elaborated too like, much and I so I didn't know what to do and I still have you it know recorded. if you're gonna tell me what to do I want the directions to be much more specific and I will do what you say I have it recorded I did not delete it I don't think it's I'll like delete it who cares I don't think it's a bad thing but you uh, know... excuse me I can do it again and probably I, uh, better yeah okay yeah, okay <laughs> so we we sort of talked about ZD's whole thing but we. <laughs> We didn't. We don't talk about your chronic illness very much. So let's just, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's just get people up to speed. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you mean, you mean, aside from the mental issues? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about mental okay, issues good. in this podcast. Okay. I mean, I meant are, like the personality deficits. There we That's go. what I was talking wrong, about. Yes, yes. Personality deficits. That's, yes. yes. There we go. Okay. okay. Well, I would. I have Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease. Uh-huh. Okay. So my immune system doesn't like parts of my body. And with Crohn's disease, they call it an inflammatory bowel um, disorder. disorder. Okay. Yeah. Because the bowel is one of the most significantly affected usually when you have Crohn's disease. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, when I say bowel, it's really the digestive tract. So it can affect you from your mouth to your butthole. That's right. Right? So the whole lumen that go, is going through your body can be affected, and all of it or some of it or parts of it. I like the term uh, from stem to stern. That's right. That's what from I like to, to hear the doctors is, say. That's right. So uh, ZD was... Oh, but, and, but what I want to say, yeah, ahead, because let me finish. Yeah, it's sure. my disease. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, so sorry. I'm going to own it. <laughs> but what I really want people to know is it's not a bowel disease. Okay. It's 
your bowel is affected. My joints are affected. My mm -hmm. skin is affected. My eyes are affected. There's all these other things that are affected. It's just that uh, I think most people hear about the bowel or, you know, if you're with someone with Crohn's disease, you realize they keep running back and forth to the bathroom. bathroom. Okay. You don't realize that maybe their skin is bothering them yeah. or, you know, these other things. So people think it's just a gut disease. And that's where you get all your recommendations on how to cure yourself too, is, yeah. what, you know, eat, eat this. this, don't eat this or whatever. But I, I want people to know that. And I think, you know, it's the same way with somebody say, has psoriasis. It's not just a skin disease. Yeah, and we'll actually... You know, I, other parts of those people, other things are bothering those people that you cannot see. I think that that's right. going to definitely come up with some of the feedback we got Good. from our audience, Good. which I think is lovely. Yeah. And I also want to say, if you if you have kept on listening to the podcast, ZD and I have a sense of humor about almost everything in life. And thank God about poop, too. Yes. Yes. And so when we're laughing about these chronic illnesses, you know, we're not mocking anyone in the beginning here. <laughs> Just me. You know. She's mocking me, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is one of our coping mechanisms, you know, I think. is Well, and honestly, sort of joking. you and have to kind of laugh through it. If you take it real seriously... It, it really will get you then. I think because it's... I mean, it is kind of a bad joke on you. It's, it's like the of, worst practical joke that ever happened to you. It's out of your control, yeah. you know. So anyway, if you, you know, if that's not your cup of tea, if that's not how you address your chronic illness or whatever, like, I understand. But that's where ZD and I are coming from. Well, and I think, <laughs> I well, I think that's really important because... My Crohn's disease is not like your Crohn's oh, disease. Yeah. And my yeah. chronic illness is not always like your chronic illness. Yeah. Everyone is different. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and each disease can manifest itself differently in each person. Yeah. So I got a lot of responses from people. And I wanted to frame this conversation. There's a lot of negative things about chronic disease, right? Like, Oh, no. Everything is negative. I was going to say, what, what's me. the positive? When people go, oh, no, honestly, <laughs> no, there will be people like the bloggers and stuff, and they're like, I've learned so much from my disease, and I'm like, I could have done without that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't need to learn it that way. There could have been an easier way for me to learn it. I mean, I mean, and that is a positive attitude, and there's nothing wrong with it, but like, I guess I'll see something that will say, I'm grateful for my Crohn's disease, and I'm like... You've got to be kidding me. Like, I would never say I was grateful for my Crohn's disease. Well, so... I'm grateful that yeah. I can deal with my Crohn's disease. Right. That's what I am. Right. Yeah. So I think that's that's another good point. Like right. you said, my, my Crohn's disease and my experience of it is different from yours. And, you know, right. that... Okay. So I asked two questions in the last love note. If you're not signed up for the love note... Go to SoHere.com slash love note, and you can get our weekly newsletter that um, I lovingly send out. And I asked two questions uh, for people to, to respond to about this because we, we do want to talk about it sort of in relation to sewing. And I said, what's the biggest obstacle that keeps you from sewing? And then I asked, how is sewing beneficial in managing your chronic illness? So I did want to kind of frame the conversation to be a little bit, uh, you know, positive and negative, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Do you, you want to put a value judgment on your experience? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But I wanted to to frame it around the, the coping part. And because right. I think I, I wanted to help I, – I want to – highlight for other people out there like you're doing such a good job or or like I want to give them I wanted to give people a little boost. credit like credit like, yeah yeah you know um I know that that's not 
that you're all probably not like, oh, well, now Mallory I said mean, I did a good job. I mean, my chronic illness. I mean, there <laughs> are people that get the diagnosis, and what should I say? Surrender to it. I I don't know. I don't know a good word. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you know, like they're or... like, oh my life, and believe me, no, your life will never be the same. Yeah, but. They, well, I don't know what what I want to say. Like, I was like mad about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, Crohn's disease. We'll just see. We'll just see who wins. You know. So no this. matter. And it doesn't mean that I win every day or every minute. Right. So no matter what, no matter how you're dealing with it, I thought these two questions were kind of a nice way to explore this in relation to sewing. So another theme of these responses is. Many people answered, and they tried to diminish their diseases. Don't you think that's really common for people with do, chronic do illness? Do you mean that – well, yes. Say, you I don't know if this counts, or um, I don't know if this is something you want to hear about, or I don't know if – I know a lot of people have it worse than me, or stuff like a lot of that preamble. And here's what I think that is, okay? Mm-hmm. Part of it is – you don't want people to think of you as sick. Yeah, maybe. Or mm-hmm. because I think sick means you're less of a person. You can do less, be less, you know. And, like, I don't unveil everything to sure. everyone I meet right away. And then sometimes it's like, maybe I have to. Maybe I have to tell this person I've not known for very long. I'm in this situation that, you have this that I might have this happen to me today. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, or, you know, at least make them sort of given the, you know, and then there's the challenge of when you do tell them, they say, oh, you know, my, my, <laughs> my cousin, my, my roommates, <laughs> you know, ex, ex, my ex roommate's cousin had that and they got cured because, you know, they ate rocks, you know, or, and you're like, oh my God, I got to hear like, you know, and, and, and not all advice is terrible. Right. But some of it is just like, you don't understand what I have and I'm not, I don't feel like explaining it even. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I want to just start off with one, uh, one response we got or, or maybe two responses we got. And then I want to talk about your responses to the question. Oh, okay. Does that sound good? Ooh, okay. I don't know. So actually I did want to start off your situation kind of starts off kind of in this physical realm. I, I feel right. Like, Sort of. And I feel like medicine is sort of blurring the lines now between like the mental and the physical and what parts of the body can affect, you know, mental health. Like, don't you think we're learning that much of the immune system is located in the gut, like right. you, you know, say and everything. So anyway, uh, this this one is from Lauren. And I asked if I could say people's names or not. Um, so. Lauren says, uh, I'm not sure if postpartum PTSD and postpartum depression are considered chronic, but I do feel relevance here. So mention if you feel appropriate. So, yeah, I I mean. I bet they feel chronic while you I have bet, them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean that might not be the <laughs> clinical label. Sure. But, you know, if it goes on for more than a couple weeks, ee, that's yes. getting kind of, you know, I would say. You know, it's certainly chronic for you right then. It's not something that's acute and over right away. Yeah. So what's the biggest obstacle that keeps you from sewing? Sleeping exhaustion are my biggest hurdles to jump through. There are days that I sleep all night and get up with my preschooler, and he goes to his grandparents' house so I can nap in the afternoon longer than he naps. Sleep is one of the only ways for me to cope with postpartum PTSD and postpartum depression. And then 
how is sewing beneficial in managing your chronic illness? She says, the other way of coping with PPTSD and PPD is sewing. It keeps me focused on a task that has a positive outcome. Even if something doesn't work out just right, it's more positive than recent experiences. It is almost as if I'm in a different world when I'm sewing and all the cyclical thoughts can leave me alone. So I I think that that is so awesome to share the brain right. aspect I, it, It's escape, a redirection. Yeah, or, you know, an escape. Yeah. I just, this is, I'm not a doctor. I, I know this, right? But I remember. Yeah, please. Remember. Please consult your physician consult and your don't physician. consider this medical advice. No, but I remember watching, it was one of those, like, celebrity shows with, like, a celebrity psychiatrist. And he said something to one of the people. He said, don't do anything dissociative he was like don't do this lady said i make art and i just forget where i am and you he know said that? he said you need to it's like it could be a coping mechanism but you need to deal with your life too you know he's like if you dissociate he kind of he kind of like likened it to self-medicating in another way you know mm-hmm. and so um i think sewing can kind of connect me to myself in some ways and i, I feel like that's kind of what lauren was saying so an well, escape yeah yeah i mean you know. i disassociative is probably a clinical Dis- term right you know that you you are ignoring that you have this and not addressing it at all yeah that's what i you know, right yes I, yes I would assume that's what so he meant because i do like to Sometimes forget I have this, so if it's possible. Yeah, so she said yeah. it's bringing up positive experiences for her yes. to have yes. right now. Yes, Right now, well, breaking those cyclical and, thoughts. And um, there's something about feeling productive. Yeah. You know, there is something about feeling competent, mm-hmm. right? Right. People, when people are sick, uh, I mean, this I know from my nursing background, and I used yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, you would, you know, ZD someone, is a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she is not nurse. dispensing medical advice, though. No, I am not recommending anything <laughs> or, or diagnosing or prescribing. But what you could see happen psychologically to people is, say, a family member was diagnosed with cancer, and the family would want to take like all the decisions away from the person, like, oh, they mm-hmm. have cancer, so now they can't think. No, mm-hmm. that's not that. You know, that's not how it so works. So giving, it's giving them some agency, you know, or not taking away agency. Right, yeah. right. You know, if anything, you should be that person's advocate yeah. and say, I understand you have this. Where are you coming from? What do you need me to do for you? Not, I'm going to do this for you. Right. It should be, what what do I need to do for you? What helps you? Right. Okay, and then um, this person, I don't think, told me if I could say their name or not, so I'm not going to say their name. Personless, um, nameless person. This person says, uh, the chronic condition that they live with is bipolar disorder. The biggest obstacle that keeps me from sewing is twofold, both as a result of mental illness. Sometimes it's a combination of the physical and mental exhaustion, usually directly caused by depression. Sometimes, though, it's the complete mental fog slash distraction slash overwhelm slash general used upness. That can be worsened by depression slash hypomania slash mania slash medications. Clear as mud, right? Welcome to my brain. Oh, <laughs> That's man. What they say. Yeah. And then sewing is beneficial in managing uh, my chronic illness in many ways. Even when I am unable to sew and even unable to plan or dream about sewing, I can still look forward to days when I will be able to again. Uh, the rest of the time, sewing is a practical, satisfying skill. Oh, the rest of the time, sewing is a practical, satisfying skill to repair and frugally make things and mend them on a disability income. 
So that's helpful. That that's a and I think that's where you get that product feeling of yeah. productiveness or competency so, or whatever. She also, uh, she also says, it's a woman, okay. Uh, my garment sewing gets me through all manner of daily challenges. It fuels my creativity. It is my habitual path to mindfulness and finding flow, even when my brain has mostly felt like my enemy. I often sew in spite of my messy brain and messy space. Mm-hmm. Sewing is my best daily therapy. It lets the meds and cognitive work be the other effective tools I use. So another tool right. in the toolbox, you know, um, I want to – and and let's let's talk let's talk about your answers and I, then I would like to talk about that productivity part of the conversation that we're having. So, ZD. Uh huh. Hold on. Now this, she hasn't told me these before, this person, so this is well, truly. I told, I told them to you ten minutes ago. This or is off the cuff. What's the timestamp yeah. on the? Okay. I haven't had time to <laughs> think about this. Or what's the biggest obstacle that keeps you from sewing? Energy and pain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so. And and. It could be pooping, but here's the deal. Okay, we talk about we we talk thank about God poop all we've the time. always talked about poop and poop, you have you know I can't imagine being in a family and having this disease and not being able to talk about your poop because it can become literally something you're doing every 20 minutes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, the thing about pooping a lot mm-hmm. is it takes your energy too, and yeah. it you know it takes your energy and it causes pain and all that. But but I besides that, so even if my bowel is calm, right? Sure, sure. I still have pain, and I still have, um, you know, the energy, and it's the energy just halts sometimes. Like a yeah, it's like you. It's like oh, I hit my wall, and I didn't know it was there. Yeah, you know, and we could go talk about the spoon theory. I'm sure a lot of people out there talk. Yeah, speak of themselves as spoonies, which. When I was in nursing school, we called them chips. You know, like you had so much energy. You had so many chips, and once you used them up. It was, you know, yeah. Right. Um, it is, it, it's energy and pain. And then, you know, who was speaking of depression, which both these people talked yes, about yes, depression. This, these were so if you don't have energy be... and you have pain, uh-huh. what does that lead to? It spirals you like into, I mean, I, I constantly will go, don't go don't get depressed what can you do not to be depressed so, especially when i'm sick also, or i'm down what i call it down yeah so since we didn't go through your your whole entire medical history uh-huh. but when you got to a place where you could actually leave the house after your gigantic health crisis right well you, i could leave the house if i didn't eat for two days there you go right. um you started to see a counselor right yeah well Actually, I saw her. I was still having some trouble. I remember her saying to me, I would like you to go out, you know, and walk around your block every day. Like, get air, get exercise, that kind of thing. Now, she didn't know where I lived. I don't have a block to walk around. (laughs) I'd have to walk around my pond or whatever. But, And I said, I can walk around the exterior of my house. And she said, what? And I said, no. I can't be far that any farther from a bathroom than that. Yeah, you know that that was how. And um, I'm not exaggerating. I could go to the bathroom, and I'm talking about pooping, guys. I could go to the bathroom as many as thirty times a day. That's more than once an hour. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, at that point, like, okay, so talk about getting tired. Well, Let and me talk tell about you. weaving yeah. together the mental and the physical right. and the right, like yeah. the energy. I mean, when I when. I don't get enough sleep or when I've had right. little babies or something, you right. know, just from well, that. And, like... you know, I would have trouble sleeping and I had all this pain and then they'd say, well, 
maybe we should give you something to sleep. And I'd say, but then I'll poop on myself. Because I can't. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I had to be alert enough to get up and go to, and it was, you know, it was an urgency issue. Uh uh So like, yeah. Yeah. And then, then, you know, they also talked about the drugs. Right. Like you're taking this drug and you're going, well, it's saving my life. But it's the devil's brew. Right, right. You know, so like you're you're accepting a certain amount of side effects to maybe get through a crisis or get through as much as you can get through or whatever. But um, none of it is easy. Yeah. So I the amount of pain that you have from the Crohn's surprised me i you know as somebody who didn't know about crohn's before right. you got it mm-hmm. you know but then i've met other people with crohn's and they talk about it right. a lot and and, and, I, and some people don't have as much yeah, yeah. but yeah. um a friend of mine her husband has pain and i was like yeah, right. my mom has all this back pain you know and she goes right. oh yeah you yeah. know my husband will just right be in so much pain you know uh so anyway mom how is sewing beneficial in managing your chronic illness well, I had to tell you, initially, it was very sad for me because I couldn't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was a loss, like in the beginning, that I could not do it like I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't spin the energy on it like I used to. Um, but it was, all, you know, somebody said I had it to look forward to for my better days. Yeah. You know, and that is true. And there are things I can do. I draw. Sometimes I, I'll draw in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm really bad, I'm on the heating pad, taking pain medication and drawing, you know, <laughs> a garment. And usually it comes out fine. Now, um, <laughs> uh, so it helped me reestablish that feeling of usefulness, of competency, I think, that, you know, having that huge crisis. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, you know, everything was sort of taken away from me sort of at once. Yeah. You know, and to get back into it, yeah, that's what it did for me. Now, um, it's also something that I believe you can do at different levels. Mm-hmm. I can do this little bit of sewing. Right. Right? Oh, right. I can go up and hem my jeans and feel accomplished. Oh, I can, or on the other end of the spectrum, I can design and make, you know, this fabulous, sparkling, wonderful costume that no one else can do but me. Right, you know? right. So you have those levels. Right. Like, so the other thing I do is aerial, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So... It, with Ariel, there's not like let's match. Let's mention Adam here. Adam, did you know that ZD does Ariel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, Adam, how about that? <laughs> but um, I did, was it ever mentioned before? Did we ever talk about it? I don't know if um, we talk about it. <laughs> but you know, I have to be in pretty good shape when I go to class. I right. have to have a lot of energy. Um, I can't. I I don't want to be pooping. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I I want my gut to be pretty calm. So the sewing. You know, it's at home. Right. I can do it on a low scale. I don't have to have all the energy in the world to do it. So so that's what I think is good about sewing because it's a spectrum. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, where some other things, you know. Right. You're not going to go, like, run a marathon. Like, that's not, yeah. Right, right. You, yeah, you know, you, I mean, is, even paddleboarding. Can... And I paddleboard. That's one of the things that I really like and everything. You know, if I if my gut's acting up, I really can't go out on the water. Right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, a couple more responses to our questions, and then maybe what, uh, I don't know, like, just a little maybe, like, education on chronic illness, a little bit more discussion of that. Okay. 
We'd like to welcome back The Confident Stitch as our sponsor for today's episode of Sewing Out Loud. Kate and her team run a fabulous garment-focused sewing store in Montana, but you can access their inventory of fine fabrics and patterns from anywhere by shopping their online store. This month, when you shop at The Confident Stitch, use code SEWHERE15 and you'll get 15% off all denims and jeans patterns. Kate has included not only the ginger jeans, but the Jenny overalls and lander pants in this deal. So if you love indie sewing patterns but hate taping them together, pick up your patterns and supplies from The Confident Stitch. Visit SewHere.com confident. Use code SEWHERE15 to get 15% off denim and jeans patterns. That's S-E-W. H-E-R-E-1-5. Thanks so much, Confident Stitch. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. I want to talk about the productivity thing here. So a lot of people know that I'm kind of obsessed with Brene Brown because <laughs> she's so awesome. Uh, she is a sociologist, and um, she's started her research uh, in shame research is what she mm-hmm. researched, and and it's brought her into this like I don't know, multi-channel publishing career, and she's kind of a juggernaut in that way, and um, she's like a celebrity sociologist kind of now but she does really good work and so she talked about she probably doesn't sew though but anyway no she does not she's one of those people who's like okay this no this is so perfect because she talks about productivity being an indicator of self-worth for some people and i right first when you hear about that and this was discussed on uh my the podcast i like straight and curly you know the the hosts were like oh productivity is a as a indicator of self-worth like sure yeah like why not you know why why wouldn't we use that as an indicator of our self-worth? You know, what's bad about being productive? You know, why why wouldn't we use that as an indicator? And, like, when I'm listening to Brene Brown and she's talking about self-worth and she says, sure, you might you might think that productivity would be a great way to derive self-worth. Right. You know, and I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, and she's like, well, it's not. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and so the reason is, is because, well, one reason could be relevant to this podcast that you all of a sudden get this disease. And someone and, says you will be sick forever. And it's true. Yep. And you are sick and you cannot be as productive as you were formerly. Right. And if you were truly to derive all your self-worth 
from being productive. And a lot of people do. Yes, this they been, do. And it's been put on you, too. Yeah. Oh, by you know, Well, if you can't do that, you're not, you're not, you're you're not worth anything. Yeah. What, are, what, are, what good are you? You right. know, if you can't do right. something. Um, so, but now you have this chronic illness, and that's just been taken away from you. Right. In, you know, to some degree or another. Um, and so, boom. That if that's where you've been placing your self worth, that can be really damaging. Right. Um. It can also be if you if you don't have a chronic illness. Hello. I, get yourself a counselor. There you go. Yeah. Everybody yep. go to a counselor. I don't care who you are. Okay. Um. <laughs> find, find. And one. it might it might not work out. Look for and, another one. And it, ha- you know, there, it has to be a good fit. I wish that mental health care was more accessible in this country than it is. I don't feel like I have a chronic illness, and I go to a counselor. So um, I'm. Yeah, I, it, we're all glad you do. Thank you. Um, so anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, even if you don't have a chronic illness and you put productivity, if you make that your your source of self worth, well, the next time the project goes through, and you don't get the praise or the acceptance, right. boom. And then, but then if you do, if you do get the praise and acceptance, well, okay, you got to do it again. That's you have right. to keep performing, you know. And so it's this idea of inherent worth of all people they should all be respected that everyone is worth you know uh love and health and you know things like that you know we are all worthy of those things no matter our level of productivity you know and i will tell you a good place to look for that inherent acceptance right yeah it's that dog or cat you have (laughs) dog they don't know you're sick Right? They don't, like, like, as long as they get fed, they still love you. Right. There you go. Yeah. So that is They, some, they will go to the bathroom with you, too, by the way. That's something that I think is hard for, um, I'm just going to speak from my experience, like the American experience. And I think this, so, too. Actually, this has come up in, like, two pieces of art or literature that I've been reading. This idea of, um, I'll just quote white people, the show that I just worked on. He talks about the Protestant work ethic and... You know, God helps those who help themselves. And this character also said, you know, outer wealth was seen as this indicator of inner faith, you know, during this time of uh, he's talking about like the Dutch Reformed Church. Okay, so it, um, you know, I'm not saying that those are things that I believe, but I think you can see those tendrils weaving their way into our society. Oh, that person has a successful business. They are more worthy than. The right. other person. Well, and you here's know. the other thing. You call them successful. And success is an arbitrary word, really. There you go. And so, you know, what are what are we saying a person has to do right. in order to be worthy? And I think that that can all of a sudden when those things are taken away from you. And they can be taken away from you in lots of different ways. Not just right. through a chronic illness. Right. But uh, through through this, you know, all of a sudden, boom, that's gone. You, you don't have a way to be as productive as you once were. Well, and, you know, I'm sure there's many people that are in the same boat that I was is I had, a, I, I had been healthy for the majority of my life. Yes. You know, I had not suffered much. You know, I had not um, – I always felt that I was healthy. Right. But – and you were hyperproductive. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's funny because I didn't know that yeah. till pe- till I stopped being as productive, and people said, "Oh no, you don't realize you were one hundred thirty percent. You were, doing a, yeah, you you were doing a lot." I'm of like, stuff. "No, I wasn't." And people were telling me, so you know, 
again, perspective right. also has yes. a lot to, you know. So, so you, yeah, I think you were used to doing more, you were used to being this hyper-productive person. And when I say hyper-productive, I don't think that's like a bad thing. Like right. it, it sounds kind of well, negative Well, you know, my counselor like constantly reminds me that even now I'm more productive than a lot of people. Sure. And I don't consider myself at my old normal. Sure. Know? And so, you know, but like I said, and so the fact that that's even like coming to the forefront, like of your mind, right, you right, know, it, and I it's there. It yes. indicates that that's yeah. an insecurity that we can right. feel. Yeah, um, and then so uh, I wanted to read another um, another one here. Oh, I'm I've lost it. Okay, well, chronic fatigue syndrome. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, uh, I have chronic fatigue syndrome and have had it for about nine years now. I also have two boys, five and seven-year-old. So other than normal family life, it is the fatigue that gets in the way the most. I never realized how physical sewing can be until I started tracing patterns, taping patterns together, and cutting fabric. I'm laughing because I hope you're not just tracing. I hope I'm not a cause of your of It's your all Mallory's fatigue. fault. She made you join Team I Trace. You, I made you trace these things. Um, these three things are the hardest steps for me to complete as I have to be on my feet and concentrating for a strong of time. The fatigue also prevents me from sewing in the evenings because of a combination of a tired body, tired mind, and tired eyes. Yeah. No joke, man. I mean, having a five and a seven-year-old on on its own. Um, So uh, she also says, I am lucky, however, that I have a supportive husband and am able to find the time here and there to fit in some sewing. So I wanted to talk about, like, um, you know, something that I think that you wish I would do to support you in your chronic illness is to keep the studio clean, right? right. <laughs> and and how can how can you? Well, and and that frustrates me on more than one level. Yeah, because I always kept it straight and organized and efficient was my word. Uh-huh. You know, keeping it efficient, and I can't. You know, I don't want to use the energy to clean it up. I want to use the energy to sew. Right. So you know. Had you know prior to being ill, had I walked in on a messy studio, bam, 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 I would have cleaned it up and started sewing. Mm-hmm. So if I walk in and I have to like start straight straightening up or looking for something or or something like that, that may use my energy up, yes. and then I don't have the energy to sew. Um, and you know, so if you have a chronic illness, if you can ask your family members or those around you, you know, for help in doing right. things. You know, that can be nice, but I know not everybody has, you know, a supportive environment, Um, you know. And with us and, like, our business, what I try to do, I try to be as flexible as possible, you know, when I'm asking you to do something, except for when we need to last minute. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I think the other thing – here's the other thing, Mallory. For the person who has the chronic issues, the chronic problems, the chronic lack of energy – Sometimes it's hard to know what you need. Yeah. You and this is a job only you can do for yourself is figure and so I, I've just gotten so I've just gotten over pneumonia. So you've been told, you know, you're sick forever and now now you got pneumonia. Right. You know, or now you got cancer and all that happens too. But so I Vinny I was did have cancer. Yeah, I had that too. Okay. Just so <laughs> um all it did was really piss me off. But anyway, um so I was I'm it was supposed to keep your uh, nephews, right? Yeah. The, this weekend and uh, or like today and like oh, right through now. the night, right? Whatever. <laughs> and here I had, I'm I'm on the tail end of like pneumonia, and your sister knows this, and she's like, 
okay, am I supposed to still bring them over? What am I supposed to do? You know, what can I, you know, tell me what to do. And I said, it's fine, but you need to tell me what to feed them so I don't have to think about it. There you go. Yeah. You know, that's something that's sometimes hard for me. I want to know what food I need to have here and what they'll eat and what's easy and what I, you know. And she said, don't worry about it. I'll bring the food. Uh-huh. Okay. So that took a big pressure off of me. Now, you might say, oh, but she brought the kids over. She could, like, find someplace else. Okay, that's sad for me yeah. if I can't take care of my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So you you have, you know, there's there's a lot going on Catch there. 22 like, there. I don't want everybody to think I'm so sick I can't have my grandchildren. Yeah, and I think sometimes I find it hard, like, when I'm asking you if you're okay. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want it to come across as me being like, Oh, my old sick mom. Well, you know, again, or, you that's know. what I mean is like imposing like a sense of incompetency yeah. on the sick person. Right. So it's like, yeah. I'm, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to be helpful. And right. so the open communication is, is important there. I, I mean, you really have to be frank about it. And you uh-huh. may even have to think out loud and say, I don't feel good, but I still want the boys to come over. There you go. You know, and then maybe someone will will say to you, well, what's the hardest part for you? Or, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't know. You know, that's my example. There are other examples. Well, that question of like, what's the hardest part for you? I think that's really cool thing to maybe be able to identify. And because if you're distributing your spoons, okay, this anonymous person wrote in. And actually, I believe this is a gentleman. uh, And so I just wanted to. Let people know we got men, men get sick too. Men sewing yeah. with chronic illness as well. I think they're a little underrepresented in our community. Um, but uh, what's your biggest obstacle to sewing? Not enough spoons, energy to take care of the basics, and so yes. okay. And then he says, "How sewing beneficial to managing your chronic illness? Um, of all the things I can do to elevate my mood, this is on the lower end of this of spending energy. So." Sewing is that low point of entry for this person. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and then the uplift lasts longer. Every time I wear, use, or sew one of my creations, right. it is uplifting. The only thing more uplifting is when someone I taught to sew or knit shows off their creations. Mm-hmm. So that, when right. you're talking about the grandkids, it satisfies you to be right. like, I get to take care of my grandkids. I get to see my grandkids. One of my big hangups is I don't want my grandchildren to grow up and think of me as the sick grandma. Yeah, yeah. That bothered me a lot. Yeah. You know, like the just the, you know, the grandma that couldn't do anything with them or mm-hmm. the grandma, you know, I that that for some reason did bother me quite a bit. Well, it still does. I still think about it, of course. I mean, none of these things go away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> none of it goes away. You just cope with it or or um you know you find a workaround or you adjust in some way because it doesn't go away right it's here to stay so finding that finding that hardest part might be good when you are managing those spoons those right. chips whatever your energy level so do you ever feel like this this is a funny thing that i think comes up with you i'm sure you'll run away with this topic like Uh-oh. when you have a bunch of energy you think you have a bunch of energy. Tell me what happens. Tell me what. Well, tell me what happens. Well, yeah. Sometimes you forget you're sick. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you use it. You're going. Oh, you're going strong. You're going strong, and then bam! Like I said, you hit the wall that you forgot. You, you know, like and it's it's kind of a euphoric feeling, right? For you, if you can truly forget you're sick for an hour, right? 
you know, you don't want to be reminded. And I don't, maybe. I don't know <laughs> if you can remember, but I remember this too. Um, when I first became, you know, ill, I would say to, especially, you know, my my girls, make me laugh. God, just do something to make me laugh. Like sometimes I think you'd come into the shop and it would like be like I just begged for endorphins. Yeah, we would be with employees or right. something, and we'd start talking and laughing, and I felt like you were like, oh, this, you know, has made me feel right, better, right. You know, I mean, you know, finding the pleasure in life, you know, um, and like endor- because I use up all my endorphins yeah. on the pain and on the fatigue. Well, and, and you, you know. like I said, you were hyperproductive and I feel like you used to, like when you were really healthy, you used to like kind of just go, 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 yep. go yep. into the wee hours of the morning. Right. You'd skip meals. Right. You'd da, 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 da. And then like, I can, probably what's part of me. Well, no, right. and I, I must uh, say that personally, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be like, Right. No, I pace should it. not skip meals. Right, you should I pace. should get enough sleep. Like the most important, like if I'm having anxiety about something at two in the morning, I will be like the most productive thing for me to do right now is to go to sleep. Right now, I this has that's not always worked for me. I was going to um, say it's not like it's a nice you know thought. click magic you uh, can yes, do it. Right, yes, it's a, it's a place I've come to. You know, um. So anyway, but. Every once in a while, I feel like sometimes I try to pace. I'd be like, let's take a break for lunch. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I've got the energy right now. Right. <laughs> and I understand that, you know, I, or I, I, I see where you're coming from. Right. Like, I got the energy right now. Well, let's and, just finish and, and, this and thing. it's true. Like, I, you know, you're like afraid I, I might go. have this energy and I'm like, well, if we wait or will I accidentally use it up before I get there yeah, right. or, or right. you know, it's, it's very... Um, it's very aggravating to me. Yeah. Very aggravating to me. I, I don't like it um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> the other thing about sewing versus, you know, if you, uh, I, I'm trying to think of an activity. I keep thinking of physical activities. But there are things like sewing, knitting, whatever, they, drawing. Those things you can you can break down. Oh, I will get my fabric out and I will pick what I want and I'll lay it here in a pile and I know I'm going to do something with this. Or, you know, if you say if you paint, I'll get the canvas out. I'll get the paints out I'm going to use. So, you know, you get your supplies ready. You know, and then you can think about it. Breaking it down into these small things seems to be good for, like, anyone with limited time. Which I think is... Time or energy, same thing almost. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, you know, I want... Obviously, we feel it's important to highlight the effects of chronic illness, but... Yeah, like no, it is a solution for everything. So if yeah, you, maybe for if you can think, if you can think of your chronic illness as yes, I have less time. How am I going to deal right. with that? Versus I'm, um, I'm a terrible person because I'm not as productive as I used to. Now be I will tell you a couple of things that it's done, like act accident, you know, nice little uh-huh. accidents is, yeah, I got the fabric ready and I laid it out and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to go lay down. I cannot keep going. I just have to go lay down or there won't be anything of me left. And I will go lay down and all of a sudden it's like, oh, not only can I Shouldn't use do it that, that way fabric, or, yeah. but I could do it this way and flip it back that way. And then I would, and you know, I can think. Now, sometimes I get so tired, I can't think. I mean, that happens too. This reminds me of uh, when I was doing the zine for Foundations Month, and then I was called away to, you know, like watch my own children. Uh, And I realized while I was playing with them that I had done something terribly wrong. And um, weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is 
this is so not much the way to this, do it okay, you need well, to do it the other way i need to go fix it um so anyway yeah taking a break can be good but it's hard to know like breaks mm-hmm. don't work for everybody no yeah and right? deadlines are terrible if mm-hmm. you have a chronic illness you know and also that feeling of disappointing someone else yeah you yeah. know oh you know if I can't do it, I have to tell them I can't do it because I'm sick. People, you know, do people want to hear this? You know, um, that was a big thing for me. Uh, I, um, yeah, that was that's just that's still hard for me. It's still hard for me. Sure. So, um, thank you to. I did not get to read everyone's responses, um, but we know you're out there. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing. And I hope that everyone. Um, you know, feels at home in our community discussing these things. Uh, discussing... And this is absolutely something to go on. I mean, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm really careful about who I tell, like I'm sick, because I don't always appreciate people's recommendations, okay? Right. Or I get very tired of them, you know, or they're making recommendations and they have really no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and people like to do that, okay? <laughs> But you can go on our, Page, you know, self, yeah, the, group. the Facebook group and say, well, I'm having so much trouble. I am discouraged. Has anybody got, you know, a clue or a, a right, you know, a suggestion or an idea? Or, is there anybody out there that this happens to? What do you do when it happens? And just scroll past the ones that tell you to, you know, put a potato in your sock or something. <laughs> well, I mean, you can also, you know, too. I mean, I mean. If if they're aggravating, and that is something you have to learn. No, it's what people say to you is just what you, you should know. say in your post is I'm not looking for some kind of miracle right. cure. There know. will not be. There's not a cure for my disease right now. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I I have a physician. But asking <laughs> asking about that, or just asking right. for encouragement, sometimes that can be helpful. Right. Like you know, uh, because and I know that online communities are more accessible sometimes mm-hmm. for people. Well, it's who, also a vent. You know, you know, it's a place to vent. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I did this, and now I can't even finish this because I'm so tired. Right. And nobody close comments if you don't want to hear them. <laughs> if you just wanted to rant, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yep, we're we're here for support, for discussion, um, all that jazz. And thank you to everyone who responded. Uh, I very much appreciate the time you took uh, to do so. And yeah, you can find us on Instagram. We are at so here com. You can get a hold of me. I am Mallory at sohere.com. And ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did so.